I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life admin. Yep, it even sounds boring. No wonder it goes on the long finger. But when you do get round to it, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. You really never know if there's a better option unless you look into it. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, get in touch and find out about switching your mortgage to us. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. You're in the emergency room in the Philadelphia City Hospital. I'm going to ask you some questions. Where were you sitting on the train? Against the window. In the passenger car? Yes. Welcome to Second Take Podcast's review of Unbreakable, starring Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Where are the other passengers? Your train derailed. Took a curve too fast. A second train collided with yours after it derailed. Breeze spread over one mile. Why are you looking at me like that? There are two reasons why I'm looking at you like this. One, because it seems you aren't the only survivor of this train wreck. And two, you don't have a scratch on you. I know what's going through your mind right now. You're searching for meaning in all of this. No one thing. 131 people died so you could finally understand the destiny for which you were born. Are you ready for the truth? Back there jerking off the Japanese comics, I swear to God. And I'm Sebastian. I think this is where we shake hands. I'm Andy Schossler. How much did you put on that time? And I'm Alex. All of it. But I'm still <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbreakable. Welcome to the Shamalana Ding Dong series. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited that we're finally here. It's fashionable to hate Shamalan, but he. Did do some interesting stuff. Yeah. Yes, he definitely did. There's a wide variety of movies that we're going to be watching throughout this year. And wait, we- wait, wait. Wide or wild? White variety. White variety. No, that's a not what white I said. White. No, he's famously Indian. Wide wide variety. Variety. Ooh, okay. A wide, Ooh, wide. Adjectives. Okay. <laughs> Let's just look a little bit forward to the kinds of films that we have with him. We have 
science fiction horror sort of thing coming from science. We've got horror mystery from Sixth Sense. We've got After Earth, which is a weird straight sci-fi. We've got The Last Airbender, which is an adaptation of a of a cartoon. Oh, are, we, are we going adaptation? to do that one? Yes. Oh, I'm not watching it. We're doing <laughs> Devil, which is a Hitchcock-style bottle episode horror film. Yeah. Um, we've got The Lady in the Water, which is just, well, you'll see the happening. There's a lot of horror here, actually, I'm noticing. I said wide variety, but they're all different kinds of horror. It's easy to do horror. It's yes. the easiest genre to- Produce, but we've got oh we oh I didn't I haven't slotted it in yet as because I made a mistake, but I've got to add in that one with the um the two the, the grandparents village? the villagers in there the grandparents that are like crazy and they want to kill the grandchildren cocoon the ooh the visit <laughs> the visit oh uh, I gotta add that one in because I, I I forgot it when I was um yeah. putting all the shamalang and ding dongs in there but yeah it's oh well I appreciate that we're able to cover a uniform topic like this one director, but we get a nice variety of films and most of them are going to be bad, we but some the, of them will be okay. Are we doing the fifth element? That's not Shyamalan. So no, no, I know, but, but Bruce Willis isn't that. No. Yeah. yeah um, yes, but no. <laughs> well, happy new year, everybody. Oh, 2019 is going to suck. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's every movie that we see from him is one less movie. We go to the cinemas for, <laughs> except for in two weeks time, when we go see glass in the cinemas. Oh, wow. And I want you to know, um, because we're completionists, this kind of locks us in. So n- the year after, if a Shyamalan and Ding Dong movie comes out, it's now on our list. Curse you, sorry, not sorry. Curse you. We can break the rules. We do write them. Yes, we, we can all of a sudden become unavailable indefinitely. <laughs> if we break our own rules, we're nothing. We're nothing but animals. <laughs> I believe in a world where we rules. are sophisticated. Gentlemanly and reliable rules are Three. literally made to be followed and broken. No, well, you rules know, are made to be followed. <laughs> they are exactly broken. made to be followed. <laughs> you know what goes with gentlemanliness? Scholarliness in the form of trivia. Riddle me this. What? Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek. You know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Did you guys know this film was shot in sequence? <laughs> I did. Oh, sorry. That was, sorry. That was part of my notes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why I knew that for some it's reason. It's almost like I didn't hear the click and we weren't recording. <laughs> Listen, I've got a bad uh, porno name for this film. Okay, go. I don't like it. I really struggled. Unbeatable. Yeah, um, I like it. Let's go with that because that's oh, mine's, mine's horrendous. <laughs> no, no, no. We have to hear yours now. No, mine's ungapable. Oh yeah. Listen, yeah, I'm not proud of it, fine. but I am proud of this. This mm. is now part of the M Night Shagalong film series. <laughs> <laughs> I was more proud of the ongoing name of these pornos I'll be making rather than the name of this one exactly. So what's what's the porno name for the Sixth Sense then? I can't get there yet. Are you going like the sixth inch? Yeah. Listen, when we get there, probably that yes, <laughs> but I don't know for sure yet. I haven't thought of it. So uh, unbreakable. $75 million budget. Ew. That seems like a lot of money for the sort of film that it is. Yeah. Mm. It almost seems like for that, for that sort of money, you could afford some editing, Shyamalan. You wouldn't have to do everything Burn. in sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and you could make the film interesting. I would say you could also yeah. you could also film the ending. Um, was my, was my critique. Hey, that's a lot of money. You want to finish this film? No, no, no. We no, just type it up on the screen. I just, I just Look, put up uh, some text. Like, you- but despite that, seventy-five million dollar budget, it grossed one hundred and fifty-four. Good. So it made its money back 
solidified Shyamalan as a yeah. competent filmmaker. The reason we're not doing his films chronologically is because we have to meet up with a glass coming out in three weeks' time from this release. But this is after Sixth Sense, correct? It was Sixth the, Sense, then Unbreakable for him? I yeah, believe I think, I think he after. had the idea for this film while uh, yeah. shooting Sixth Sense. That feels like something I've read years ago. That, yeah. seemed, that seems legitimate. In fact, one, yeah. of the, one of the notes I read was that um, this was the first film where Bruce Willis started to go completely bald. Just oh. to shave bald because his hairline was receding so much. They are a year apart. Yeah. 99 and 2000. So yeah. he, for considering these are both like box office hits and I'm going to say critically very well received films. Yeah. Um, that's not, that's two out of two, two and two years. Is yeah, it's pretty good. good it's hey? good. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, as far as Hollywood was concerned, that's completely competent. The, the way they were talking about him after he did these two films though, it was like he was the second coming of movie Jesus. He did have a good run. For a while, but I mean, everybody, everybody does that. You, you, you get a few hits under your belt, and people, people get a bit, I don't know, wildly, unrationally uh, excited, yeah, about about any any property you touch. I mean, when Saw first came out, I know that people raved about um, what's his name, Adam, whoever, who wrote and directed yeah, yeah. it. And then you watch that again, and you watch the subsequent ones, and you kind of think, well, "What were they raving about? It's not, it's not really that that great." Yeah. But at the time, yes, there is there is hype. So Shyamalan always had uh, Willis and um, uh, Sam Jackson in mind to play Dunn and Price, okay. which this is their fourth movie that they did together. Of course, yeah, uh, Pulp Fiction. Um, um, there was that. Point something or <laughs> I can't what, remember what the other Sorry, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I will amend us. We're not doing two of the films from his catalog, the two pre Six Sense ones, because they look like they were effectively like director TV things. One was actually starring M Night, and he wrote and directed. All right, and well, then he's there's in, another he's in one. This one, he has a cameo. In this he has one a cameo well. in most of them, yeah. but like this, one of them is literally starring him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we've skipped those. We're pretty much going six cents onwards. So when he's like his mainstream career, we. I mean, right. Maybe we'll do the other two as like a as like a little bonus if we get time. But like, you wouldn't have even heard of them. No. Praying with anger and wide awake. Okay. Wide awake sounds I've generic enough. You've probably heard of that. But, sounds like yeah. a Katy Perry song. Um, <laughs> but okay. So so wide awake. A ten year old boy goes on a search for God after his grandfather dies. So like yeah. it it's it looks like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. So it's not really when we think of modern day Shyamalan. It's nothing like what we would be talking about normally. Well, of all the films Shyamalan has made, um, this one is apparently, I can't find the exact quote, his direct quote, but apparently this one is his favourite that he made. Okay. And I can see that. It's kind of it's kind of a baby. It's kind of a, an arty project. It's slow but in a very meaningful way. Yeah. Not an enjoyable way, but a meaningful <laughs> way. Am I going to get some resistance on this episode, am I? Uh, a little bit, probably. And oh, Tar- Fisty Cuffs off, I got this. <laughs> and, and Tarantino apparently as well has expressed his love for this film. Good. And I, Not and, surprised and I can under- there. I can understand that, yeah. If anyone mm. wants a boring, long movie, it'll be- It's stylized <laughs> and, and there's-, and there's- <laughs> Zane at the recording desk looks like he's about to strangle you. It's great. Yes. <laughs> and now he's miming me? Why yeah. would I strangle someone? But it's fine because I said it's Stay all Stay Zane. You got out of this for a reason. <laughs> so Julian, Julian Moore. <laughs> oh no, he's pressing the Evacuate podcast button. <laughs> Julian Moore was offered the role to play Dunn's wife. Um, I don't know the actress. I didn't recognise the actress. Don't done did it. No, she <laughs> didn't. She chose to do Hannibal instead, which was probably a good move mm, because yes. that film is better, better <laughs> and more more well known than Unbreakable. Yeah. Okay, um, like Unbreakable is not an unknown film, I, but Hannibal was better. 
What section are we in at the moment? Trivia still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you want to move on or do we have more I, trivia? I've got, I've got one more. So the scene where Dunn's son um, brings out a gun. Oh, yeah. And attempts uh, to, to shoot him. scene, yes. To, to prove to him that he's uh, invincible, um, right, to it, is yeah. based on um, a real sort of urban legend story that nobody can really confirm or completely deny about um, George Reeves. Okay, when when yep. he was dressed in a, in a Superman costume, um, a, a kid came up to him and apparently tried to do the same thing. He also, um, as, as the story goes, talked him down by eventually – um, playing into the story, but saying, "Okay, look, if you, it's true, but if you do shoot me, the bullet's going to ricochet and it's going to hurt someone else, and you don't want to do that, do you?" And that's how, and that's how we managed to quash the whole situation. I, so it's so it's based kind of in reality yeah. or on an old story, depending on which way you swing on that. I weirdly hope that's true. I'd like to think. I that mean, it's I don't true. like that this, someone had a gun pulled on them, <laughs> but, but the way you talked them down is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, weird things like that happen. Off topic, kind of, but from what you saw in this film. Do you think the bullet would have hurt him? Well, I, he is invincible. I mean, water is his only. Yeah, um, I is, know. We obviously he goes through the, the train crash and everything, but I just part of me is like, I'm genuinely curious because we we don't see it happen. Like all well, everything happens, everything that bad happens to him like that is off screen. So yeah, I was genuinely did, curious what would happen if he was shot. How did you explain it? In 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 my mind, he worked like Wolverine. That he did uh, uh, suffer the injury. But it healed so quickly that it didn't affect him. I just had him like it, like he wouldn't get cut. For example, like his skin just wouldn't break. All right, okay. That's how and, I interpreted it. But blunt the knife. But once again, yeah, all maybe. screen, so we're both right. And as far as I can. All right, reverse Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> the yep. only thing I can't do is breathe underwater. <laughs> I'm really, really bad at it. All right, well, let's move on to movie babies. Let's smoothies. Nope. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 12 yep. Monkeys and the X-Men. Ah. We went, we went different. We went different angles. Okay. What did you have, Alex? Uh, which movie? Uh, I had Hancock and The Sixth Sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're quite different. I mean, mine's similar to what you did, Andrew, but different. I had the Charles Bronson Death Wish. Right. And Super. Okay. With the guy from The Office. Well, yeah, with the yeah. wrench. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went with 12 Monkeys, um, not because it's Bruce, Bruce Willis in both, but because um, through the course of the film, he discovers who he is. He discovers his power, his, his meaning, his function in the world, and he finds out things about himself as a consequence of the things that happen in the film. Okay. And and X Men because he's a bit of a mutant and yeah you know, all the all the you know and why um, Price is so vulnerable to everything that's also not explained it's just is yeah. in in that universe how would you get to his age and realize oh I've never been sick well, okay I've well, never broken a bone no, I've no, never I, even I, cut I, myself I can completely buy that because you don't really notice those things day to day it's only with the perspective of um, you know a long time uh, of analyzing it. Or of, of other people getting sick and you kind of never never having doing it, you you would only notice it after a long time. Also, it's hard mm. to notice a non-event. If you were to get sick every week, you'd notice. But how often? Like, okay, I couldn't tell you. I, I'm not going to tell you. I remember every day that I wake up. I just I just do. It. It's a factor of my life. I'm not going to notice 
that. You know what I mean? Like it's just part of But if of there was a day that you didn't wake up. Well, I'd also would notice it because I'm dead. <laughs> Bad <laughs> example, you caught me. But yeah. No, but I'm saying like, but you're not going to notice a non-event. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like how many days do you remember not having a car accident? None. But it's the days that you've had one that you remember. That's true. I'm plenty of days that I haven't had a car. You don't actively remember them because they're not memorable days. It's just a day you existed, but the day that the incident happened, you'll remember exactly that was the time. So because you don't have a point of reference to remember. As a point of reference, like if I've had like maybe four or five months where I haven't gotten ill, but like say my partner had been ill three times, like I would notice like, oh, I've gone a long time without being sick, but they've been sick three times. Maybe, yeah. but you could also really going excuse on? that like, by just, okay, you know, the virus didn't get me or I wasn't around the same group of people. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. but like 33 years or however long. But you might, you, you might do it that. You might <laughs> do it a couple True. of months at a time, yeah. but I don't think back, wow, how many times have I had the flu in 28 years? Like that, it doesn't, it's not like a thought I'd have unless I've, you know. I don't. I unless this just, movie's making me think, when was the last time I got sick? Maybe it was six months ago. I don't know. I didn't thought about it until this movie made me. No, it's not. It's not an unbelievable uh, situation. I think it's <clears throat> stretching the believability. Ah, well, for me, that's later. Me. Trust me, that's coming later. To begin with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that soul aspect is stretching it. But um, uh, plot tweets, Plots? tweets, plot knob sweets, tweet nopsis, tweet. Nopsis. <laughs> I was thinking of a clever one. Didn't, didn't come to me. Summary eats. Okay, let's let's nail this. No, nope. first review of the year. Let's okay. nail what we're going to call this section. Sweet nopsis. <laughs> Boring. But I can all say right. it. <laughs> it's, it's only so I can say it every time consistently for a year. Um, a condensed version of what the story is. Tweetstagram. I like Tweetstagram, but it doesn't make sense. A pictureless Ooh. Tweetstagram. There we go. A text only makes tweet. sense. <laughs> it's a tweet. <laughs> Look, let's, let's just start it. We'll work it out sometime between now and the next 52 weeks. It's fine. Today, I'm going to read it to you. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. All right, all right, all right. All right, Bruce Willis lifts a bunch of heavy things and hates the water, making this officially Seb the movie. <laughs> don't question it. It's fine. Chop, go on. Um, why, why do you hate and, the water? Andrew? I just don't like going to the beach. Andrew, because of the water? Yeah, yeah it's one of the it. factors. Drop it. <laughs> no, I want to, but I'm fascinated by the fact that Seb doesn't like the water. No, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't mind water. Like Showers are fine. Baths are fine. I'm not a just huge fan of going. Picture of you like getting into the shower every day, just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for, for the first couple of seconds while it's cold, um, I wash myself with a <laughs> rag on a stick. <laughs> but no, I don't. I'm not a fan of the beach. I don't. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of like swimming pools. I could easily go, you know, a summer without touching the beach or the water. Okay. So oh, no, I'm I'm completely with you. I was just really curious as to why. Yeah, I just never. Have I mean, you made that same, but that's because I work in retail, not because I think <laughs> <laughs> you just have time to go to the beach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's so yeah. sticky, yeah. and also the like sand. The sand gets yeah. everywhere, but like, the sand is not David. It's coarse and it's rough. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I would love if David Dunn's kryptonite was sand. <laughs> he just gets so grossed out. He just like he freezes up. He's like, no, no, can't do it. Uh, it walks away. <laughs> But that's that's yeah, that's my tweet, Gobsis. Uh, Andrew. Bruce Willis reprises his role from the sixth sense to play a lifeless man opposite an annoying kid. <laughs> Hashtag unwatchable. <laughs> oh fight you both. <laughs> my screen went blank. This is yours. Alex, this is your moment. My guy. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> me, 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 me. 
A guy can't get hurt and a different guy who is a terrorist can get hurt a lot. Oh, reviewing Die Hard. <laughs> Interesting. Your 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 tweets used to be used to paint vivid pictures. Elaborate. Telling us exactly what the movie entailed. I mean, now I, I just feel like you're like Good guy punch bad guy in face until bad guy no live no more. <laughs> the movie. Okay. Like, okay. All right. I, I get the point. I'll try harder. Thank you. <laughs> Take the note on board. <laughs> All right, let's move into the good. Oh. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. I like this movie, and here are the reasons that I like them, and I'm going to do the no particular order. Go, tell me your one reason. No, I've got several reasons. <laughs> oh, really? Several reasons. I like Bruce Willis in this movie. I like that he's playing it unsure and confused because it's they're, they're trying to paint this in as realistic of a world as possible, and what is happening to him is insane. It is an absolute crazy thing. I think it would be weird to discover this Unless you yourself. and me, yeah. when you know that you are, in fact, unkillable and can lift all the weights that are, anyone can name a weight and I can lift it. But mm. cannon. Even <laughs> strapping paint cans to the end of your extra uh, long. Yeah, paint cans barbell. filled with lead, I assume, <laughs> if we're talking about me. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed a realistic take on this. And let's call it what it is. It's happened in 2000. This is a very fresh idea for that time. Even now you could release this kind of film and at least people would be like, oh my God, someone's rethought about how superhero movies can be. Oh, it's so blah, blah, blah. But, but the fact is this was well ahead of the curve here. And I think they've done a good job with it. Um, I love Sam Jackson in this film. The, yeah, I love, I love what he does. I, he, oh, sorry, what he goes through <laughs> with his plan at the end. I love the little reveal at the end. I will talk about the actual reveal because there is a problem with that, but that's for the next segment. <laughs> but yes. I like the idea of you know him going through and committing all these acts of terror terrorism apparently you know to find his opposite like it's a batshit crazy way of going about it but and it makes sense for an insane person yeah. yeah and bruce willis's character how he kind of comes into the place and becomes a hero and it's it's played all so low-key like he doesn't find out he's got these powers and then immediately goes and stops a bank from being robbed but you know he saves a family that's had someone break into their house and kill the parents yep. and all that like it's everything is played so simply and or for lack of a better term, realistically, I just, I don't know. I always loved this film. I, I, I will give it credit that it did feel real in that sense, like that it could really happen. Like yeah. that if if this was a legitimate documentary, that is how everything would have would have played out. Yeah. Um, the, the one good note that I did have is that the, the opening scene with Dunn when he's hitting on the, uh, oh, yeah. the girl sitting next to him, it genuinely made me uncomfortable. Because it was played to be this sort of not not creepy, but you know, Slightly Willis creepy. for whatever reason. Yeah, it's not it's not clear of, mm. of of the state of his relationship with uh, with his wife, whether they're going to I mean divorce or have or haven't or whatever. He took his ring off to try and score with someone that yeah, he had just but did met. he? But it made it made me start thinking. That's that that's what I liked about it. That it made me start thinking. Was he doing it because he felt he was single? Was he trying to cheat on his wife? Was he just doing it to prove that he could still get another woman? Um, I mean, all these all, all all these things. But I don't think you had to go that deep. Like, but that's that's what it elicited. That's where I went. Yeah, and and I and I applaud the movie for doing that. I agree. And with you. it was executed very well because. Uh, it was supposed to be awkward for Willis to be doing it. 
and I felt uncomfortable as I was watching it. Nice. So I love it. well done. The amazing scene where okay, he was speaking to the doctor after the accident and the doctor's, you know, this is really weird. You know, I've got one other person currently who's in intensive care with this, 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 that trauma, whatever. Yeah. And the reason I'm looking at you weirdly is because in a couple of minutes, you're going to be the last person, the only person that survived this and you don't have a scratch on you. And yeah. that wonderful scene where he walks through and there's all these people just standing up trying to see who's coming out of the emergency room yep. to see if it's their loved one. And, you know- and they're all just sitting down like so disappointed. The extras that they picked for that scene were heartbreakingly yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously he sees his kid and it's just such a surreal moment walking through and all these people just waiting to see who's going to come out next. Mm-hmm. It was a great opening to this movie. I yeah, love this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the scene with the kids too. Um, like the paint can scene, we're making fun of it, but I, I like that as a nice way of showing something's up here. Um, but they didn't overplay it as well. Like he was lifting about 160 kilos, so more kilos as yeah. opposed to, I think it was like 350 pounds. It was 150 kilos, whatever it was, which is, it's a lot. It's a lot. But also, yeah, I mean, the people that would be benching that amount, you would you would know that they could because they would be giant. Like, Jacked. Yes. But it's also not an un- an uncra- like a crazy unrealistic He's not like lifting like a ton with his finger yeah. or something. Yeah. And even when he has the fight against the rapist or the killer at the end of the film, it's like Daredevil style where he's getting his ass kicked for a good portion of it. He's never played to be this unstoppable force. Yeah. He's just a guy that can't he's, be he's broken. The Her- he's the Homer yeah. Simpson. He can keep taking yeah. the hits longer than you can keep giving them. Which I love because there was drama with it. It's not like the Superman problem that you yeah. get where he can just flick you and blast you into the sun. Like they never overplay what it means to be a hero in this film. And I like that. I have a confession. Yes. I <laughs> may or may not have bought Sims 4. There it and is. And I may or may not have seen this movie before, not enjoyed it that much the first time through, so I may or may not have been playing Sims 4 while I was watching Unbreakable this time. Oh, dear. I sit here in perpetual shock. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen this movie before and I have watched it like- I think I made you watch it, actually. I think we watched it together. Yeah. It sounds like something I want to do to you. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I was like, I, I feel like I've been around for this, this issue that you've had. Yeah, um, and I, I apologize, but uh, yeah, there you go. You're not- you can take your apologies and shove them. Okay, good. I take it back. I don't actually. I want your apology. I didn't say that. I didn't say the mean thing. Shove it into Seb. Shove your apology just, into Seb just, right just now. It'll be more interesting it towards me, and we're good. <laughs> no. Oh, boo. Shall um, we move into the bad? Because I, I don't have oh, anything. Sam Jackson. Yep, please. Sam Jackson, great in this film. Oh, yeah. I love how they the opening bit with him when he's being born uh, as like as, yeah. as a little kid, and that the way the doctor plays like you know have you dropped this baby to the nurse thing and takes this amazing twist like the kids. Because how else would you explain it? Yeah, yeah I. I love that as a, as a hook. It's one of my favorite like movie introductions because it really just takes you in and this, the way that the actor playing the doctor just performs that scene is incredible. I There's so many great performances in this film that we'll talk about the plot issues in a second, but I think the way the actors have, the actors have stepped into it has done a lot for this film. Okay. But bad for now? While, while, while we're on that scene, I do have a bad thing to say about it. Houston, okay. we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. So the opening scene uh, with the doctor explaining it—it's played with no music. It's very, very serious, mm. as it's uh, as it's 
being explained and rolling out. And then immediately we start on the credits and there's a, and there's a bit of music that just doesn't match the tone. Yeah. And it kind of all, all the, all the good tension that, that the opening built up is dispelled with, yeah. the, with the opening and then the music and just, oh, okay. So that didn't really mean anything. It's just a, it's just an opening. They, they, it's kind of like David Dunn's theme. For memory, it's the one that will appear when he appears in the next movie as well. And it's the one no, like, that swelling music that happens at the end. Of the, I'm not saying it's a good just, choice. Yeah, I'm but just, there's just no yeah. continuity th- through it. And it, and it, that's what tipped me off straight yeah. away. And then the rest of the film, it's too slow. Yeah. It's so slow. Oh, I should I, have mentioned I, this. I, have, I, I, I had the same comment in uh, when we saw It Follows. That I'm about to is bring that, It Follows up, actually. Is that the, the camera work in, in this made it feel like a student film where it was kind of experimental. Um, Shyamalan wanted to do something that nobody else had done, but without exploring why yeah. they hadn't done it, he just went ahead and did it anyway. And it, it just feels so out of place. It feels like somebody is trying to, um, in, in, in making a film, they're trying to find out what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought up It Follows because I was about to ask you, remember when It Follows, I I, I told you about the colours that were being used in that film? Did you notice it in this film? I did not. Okay. I wish I brought this up in the good. No, please, please. All of the threats that are seen in this film from the perspective of um, David Dunn, is that David Dunn? David Dunn. Yep. And Um, Elijah Price. Yes. Yeah. All of the threats that he perceives, all the characters are coloured in orange in this film. Uh-huh. David's colour is uh, green. The jumpsuit for the, for yep. the murderer, yep. David's colour himself, he uses a lot of green. Um, so like the hood that he puts up and stuff, right. it's green coloured. And Elijah, um, Mr. Glass, is always seen in shades of purple throughout the entire film. Okay. Um, and I was to say, even the first time we see um, when David's born, that entire sh- that opening scene with the yes. baby, we're watching it through the reflection of the mirror yes. being shot from behind it. They do a lot of things like that throughout this film where they'll co- often frame Mr. Glass through mirrors and through screens okay. to play into that, but he's always got the same colours on. So you can see little bits of attachment throughout what things that he's doing throughout the film kind of going through. Right. And same with David and Green and all the villains okay. in orange. So I liked that one because it kind of, Easy signpost. It's more subtle in um, what's the one we were just talking about? It follows. Yes, but I appreciate it in this one because okay. it mean I know that they've gone in with an idea visually what they want to do with this film. They want to make it stand like a comic book. Okay, so yeah, I'm just I was curious if you noticed it this time around. I I didn't notice it. I mean, I I think I have a, a, a lower tolerance, uh, a lower threshold. Yeah. Um, for a for a movie holding my attention. And if it and if it drops beyond that for whatever reason, whether it changes tone too quickly or uh, you know lingers on on a shot for too long, it loses me and I stop paying attention to okay. it. Yeah, or, I get that. Or I can't pay attention to it anymore. Same. Hence, Sims. <laughs> you guys, I am. <laughs> I'm opinion, sorry. Your, opinion, your opinions are your opinions, and that <laughs> is absolutely okay. But I just yeah. can't believe that. For me, this is such a fantastic film because it oh. plays on so many different levels. I'm just amazed that you didn't find yourselves as engrossed with it as I was the first time or the tenth time that I've seen it. No. I just am beside myself. With In that. fact, when, I was when say- was the first time you saw this? When it came out. So 2000, 2001 it would have been. I saw it in cinemas. Yeah. Okay, so you've got that nostalgic sort of grasp on it too. I would argue that I've got that good taste sort of grasp on it too, though. I mean, you like plenty of terrible films as Inc- well. Incorrect, except for The Santa Claus starring <laughs> Tim Allen, which is a famously bad movie that I love. When I was it's, trying to... Yeah. I, I, I saw this as well when it first came out. 
And the thing I remembered about it before watching it again for this review mm. was the train. Yes. And that's it. I didn't remember anything else. And Which I have to say- see, right? I know. Literally, I know. It's, the yeah. only thing that I remembered coming into this film was Samuel L. Jackson being boring in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like, wait, so the scene I always remembered was the paint can. It was the, weight, the weightlifting right. scene. Right. But isn't that yeah. strange how we all, like, we all yeah. so attached, attached from this film, but have these three- starkly different scenes that just like that's that's that movie right you're remembering the two minute scene in the beginning where we don't even see the plane the train crash i remember a two minute scene where some guy lifts weights and alex is remembering a guy in a wheelchair which happens in the last five minutes of the fucking yeah. movie yeah. right yeah, it, weird. Yep. <laughs> no consistency very weird. very weird and i have to say i enjoyed it a lot less the second time around oh. it was a lot it was a lot longer than i remember a lot slower than i remember mm. okay interesting I got a lot of Simsing done during this film. <laughs> <laughs> While like, we're on the this film, I don't think it's perfect. I hate the ending of this film. Oh, I now, love I love the reveal when he shakes Sam, Sam okay. Jackson's hand, has the vision, sees what's all happened. I loved all of that. And then when he walks away, yeah. that's still a really nicely done shot. But then they do that. And later he was yeah. arrested by the police, but all yeah. in text. I'm like, oh, mate. Just yeah. And Pluto minutes. became a senator. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a bit of a dropping of the ball there. How, um, how would you have finished it? Show it. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to see, we don't want to see David Dunn punch a man no. that's very breakable. That's not, a th no. I mean, as funny as that sounds the way I phrased <laughs> it, we don't want to see that show the, yeah, the police arresting him. Just that's yeah. it. It can be done in montage. I don't care. As long as it's on screen as opposed to through text. Okay. Like I'm very comfortable yeah, with him being arrested. I would have maybe put him in the incarceration, put him into the, they mentioned he made to like the Institute for the Criminally Insane. Yeah. Arkham. Yeah. yeah. Arkham. Put him in Arkham in the film and with him being locked up. Okay. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. I love but it. Laughing like maniacally, maniacally or laughing. Yeah. Or he's just got a shaved head now. Pensively <laughs> looking to, I'll take anything that isn't black and white text on screen. I would have played yeah. it more open-ended and more sinister. Yeah. Like have him shake the hand, have the have the reveal of who he is, and then Dunn immediately says, Well, you know, you realize that, you know, this is where you end. I have to I have to stop you now, I have to call the police or whatever. And then Price <laughs> says If I, you can. I can't I, I can't <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't wait to see how you how, how you do it, how you try. I can't wait for you to try. Yeah. Black screen credits. Well, and with like Magneto and Professor X playing yeah. chess with each other sort of yeah. thing. Like what's your next move, punk? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's also good. Yeah. I love that. Anything that isn't literally. And, <laughs> then, and then the Maury. Titans went on to win the last football game <laughs> and old mate got out of hospital or whatever that end of Titan, the Titans had. Exactly. Yeah. Ending it like that <coughs> is a weird touch because you normally see it in, um, what do you call like, well, a sports movies for one, but generally- um, Oh, the, movies based off true stories normally yeah, end exactly with right. that, yeah. which is an odd choice for this film because it didn't even try to play it off like it was a true story. Like if they had been doing the gimmick of this is a real story and you ended with the end card, yeah. at least you could have been like, oh, it's a trope of the genre. But That's it right. wasn't even that. It was just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Or like a, or like a crime drama where they have the court case and then yeah. instead of showing all the appeals, they just put that into a quick mm. you know, summary. Yeah. Mm. So that's my only problem with this film though. Because <laughs> it's it's such a disappointment. Like this is the case of me. Like, can you do amazing things for ninety nine percent of the time, and then fuck it up in one in the last one percent? And how does it affect you? And, and in this case, it's such a disappointment. And it's the last scene. That's yeah. Right. You, you know how you normally like will go on about how long a film goes, hmm. like its timing and like just how long it goes. Yeah, that is an issue for me. <laughs> in this one, isn't it? Okay. Um, I think it was two hours and a bit. Uh, one and one and three quarter hours. It's, it like, it's like it's, it's like one hundred and five minutes. 
it felt so much longer. <clears throat> it felt a lot longer. I I will um, agree with you there. It yeah, a bit bit of an issue for me. Honestly, yeah, um, it is. It is a slow film. Is, I agree. It was very slow and to the point where it honestly wasn't engaging for me. Okay, I just and like I would be the first to say like if I woke up and someone was like you've just been in an accident and you're not hurt like if it had happened to me I would be like oh that's weird am I Jesus <laughs> like like yeah. you know like it it'd be fun and be exciting that movie did nothing of that for me like not yeah. one bit like his son putting on extra weights oh great like yeah. any strong guy could do that but you know like have him stabbed or something with you know like at the at the bloody stadium, like pats down the guy, and he's actually holding something, and then the guy stabs him, and then those those things. I mean, to to defend the the movie's realism, um, as much as stabbings and shootings and things happen in films, they don't really happen that often in real life. Especially it's, not in a big a, public place like a full stadium. It, really, like, it doesn't have that happen like right there. Like maybe he's walking back to his car and he's like, oh, "I wanted to fucking watch that game." No, but I mean, uh, the like, point yeah. is, if he's you know, su- whatever, if he's supposed to be just a Joe Schlob everyday guy, then it makes sense for him to really discover it. You know, a significant portion through through yeah. his life, as it's opposed not, to say a Batman just, character who's actively going out and hunting down these yeah, criminals as well. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's maybe, my argument yeah. is yeah. that maybe it's a had, movie. Make it exciting, not make it every day. Well, okay. that's that's yeah. not, it's it's not an exciting film. It's very that's, not. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. Did like the, the family drama stuff? I loved his household stuff with his kid and his ex ex I like that stuff. It was interesting, but it was too too shallow and too slow. Okay. It, it either needed to go deeper or it needed to do it quicker. See, I, I understand. I do wrong. I agree. This film is very slow. The part that gets me is because it's so slow, but it's also so, I'm going to call it sad. It's a quite a depressing film to watch. Yeah. And for me, that matches up perfectly. If the film was really fast and punchy, for example, and they were telling a sad story, that would also, that would be weird, right? Like, yeah. So for me, I can accept the shitty pace. I'll call it a shitty pace because tonally it worked for me. Yeah. But if because okay. I like the home story though, if I didn't like the home story, which I'm guessing you guys may not have, and it, no, was, it was slow, then that's a double whammy just, that I can understand why you would hate that. But because I like one, I have to I have to let the other one exist that no. way. No, it was it was it was interesting. Yeah. It, it wasn't an uninteresting plot, mm. but again, just either it needed to 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 be more be more thorough or have more consequences or just make the whole point quicker and move on with the rest of the story. Okay. Speaking about pacing, let's move to our verdicts. <laughs> but to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. So how's your, how, how are you guys feeling about the movie and stuff and I'm trying to make a pun here about the word unbreakable I'm fucking failing it I saw it when it first came out so that was 18 years ago I'll watch this film again in 18 years time and I'll tell you what I think then <laughs> no no it has it has it has uh, interesting interesting points about it it it's not it's not a poorly made film and it's not an uninteresting film it's just very slow and it, and it may be that it's a bit of a victim of its time or of its genre when um, doing something 
away from the mainstream was fashionable. Yeah. Whereas whereas now it's just seen as slow. You know, it's not that that unfashionable part um, is is no longer relevant. That may be the case. We'll we'll see. I will watch this again in in the future sometime because it's it it does and and as you said uh, just from the colors again I completely didn't didn't uh, mm. recognize that either the first or second time so it's something I will pay attention to and who knows what else I'll um, I'll pick up on so wait, what was your verdict for now though I didn't like it and I I said hashtag #unwatchable it was boring as hell okay Alex um look the first time I watched it you made me watch it the second time I watched it you made me watch it <laughs> So what and you're you saying didn't. is, <laughs> I will not go out of my way to watch it. I should have known that I was the villain here all along. <laughs> it was the kids. They used to call me Mr. Makes Alex Watch Unbreakable. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I should have known from the beginning. Yeah. Um, look, I'm probably, I, I'm not going to recommend it. Uh, everyone has their tastes. Everyone likes different things. Mm. Seb likes this movie. I do not. I respectfully Respect your opinion. See, so did they use the word twice because it means less. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I do. I do like this movie. I wish it was more exciting, but I think we we touched on films similar to this with when we did Zodiac. I don't mind long drawn out films if they're on subject matter that I find interesting. So but Zodiac had pace. It had stuff happening all the time. You, I don't think you were here for that review though, but no, Zane and Alex loved Zodiac live because I was yeah. the only one that liked that film. No, they I, didn't, I love Zodiac. Yeah, but I can deal with long yeah. drawn out movies like this. At least this wasn't as long as Zodiac. Zodiac's like five hours long. <laughs> um, but no, I really Zodiac enjoyed Zodiac is this. as long as Aquaman. I thought Aquaman went for a bit long. I didn't take <laughs> the time. It was like two and a half hours or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, as for this film though, I, yeah, I do recommend it. I enjoy it. It's a nice, sad story. Don't watch it to be happy. You won't be happy, but go in expecting- uh, No, you won't. <laughs> does, it, does it highlight a particular, um, a particularly notable part of Shyamalan's work? Oh, it's honestly, I'm a little bit concerned going into Sixth Sense because my memory from it is it's very similar in pace to that. Right. So I'm a bit worried about you two specifically oh, in Sixth Sense. No, I mean, you should be fine, I think. But I think I, Alex, I can, you're gonna you're gonna be hard to keep entertained. I think you already <laughs> like I've I've got things my sim is going yeah. to do. <laughs> but I, I really liked the David Dunn character in this film, and I like okay. to see him come from a character that's given up so much in his early life and then discovering a new thing that he can find hope with. And yeah. I, I, it's it's quaint. And I think it was done well. Okay. So I'm happy. But, you know, go see it or don't see it. There's your choice. The power is yours, <laughs> listener. <laughs> All right. So I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it as a light watch. You know, No, no. You, if you do it because you want to, um, because you <laughs> not, not, because, it. <laughs> not because you're feeling depressed, <laughs> if but you, yeah. because you want to think. If you were going to do like a directorial study on M. Night Shyamalan, this would be one of the ones I would recommend to watch. Whether you'll enjoy it or not, I feel like it's very him, especially for this early part of his career. Right. Um, But then some of the stuff we're going to get into during our series, like his latest stuff, is completely off kilter compared to this as well. So it's it's, it's going to be really interesting to go through this year, though, because we're going to see some crazy differences. (laughs) No, he's not, because he'll always be on kilter. Oh, true. Um, All right, so... We have a movie fight thing to happen. So Aquaman's our reigning champion, which is goodness me. I think mm. We've all worked out the funny part here, right? <laughs> um, who, uh, well, Andrew Shamalanga Ding Dong is you. You get to pick the fighter. Oh, mm. 
Make it the kid. Well, it can't be. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter who he makes it. It does not matter who you pick. They yeah. will all lose against Aquaman. Yeah, it's true. The thing is, Aquaman is a good guy. So if you if you put him up against David Dunn, they're not really going to fight because neither of them but are the malicious. They have to fight. I know. I understand that, and I'm sure you could excuse it some way. The temptation is to put him up against. Mr. Glass. Which is also very funny. And have him, you know, concoct some elaborate plan as, you know, to, to get rid of Aquaman on the way to the stadium or something. But I'm going to go with the obvious joke and pit him against David Dunn. Yep. So we have a man that's whole <laughs> shtick is about water and a man whose only weakness is water. <laughs> um, well, my vote's in. <laughs> yeah. It's Aquaman. It's, it's Aquaman. I think, I, I think Aquaman was going to win this no matter very what. Handy. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's just ridiculously powerful. He's, the, so he's, he's the ocean master. It. I expect Aquaman's going to be sticking there for a little bit. Although yeah. we do have, with Split coming up next week and then Glass week after, we've got a couple of opportunities for um, James McAvoy's character, who's quite a strong character, to Possibly. maybe take him on. But David Dunn being weak against water, he's just fucked. Possibly. And Glass being weak against literally a breeze Life. is also <laughs> just fucked. Have we got any time travel or sci-fi coming up? Um, for Shyamalan or in general? In general. We have a series of time travel movies. Can he be sucked into a black hole? I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I expect that Chris O'Dowd and FAQs about time travel will win whatever week he's in. All right, socials. Someone hit him. We are. <laughs> Sorry. That's a screen. Yeah. Wait, I got an email address. Secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website, secondtakepodcast.com. See how similar they are? Yeah. We did that for you. Find us on Instagram at secondtakepodcast or tweet us at secondtaketNC. Or look at our non-existent photos on Instagram. Wait, do we just do it? Has anyone done Facebook? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't really listening. We have, Facebook. we have photos on Facebook. Facebook, yes. Very regularly, we post very regularly on Facebook, yes. Which What was the link to that though, Alex? This is something, your one job. Something, something, second take. <laughs> you will see us. <laughs> I, believe, I believe we're on the second take media review podcast on, on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. There's probably, there's probably links in the description. Okay, so yeah. we're getting a very... Uh, like stop this now. Yeah. Well, so is, our producer's just like looking at us like we've all shat the bed. I don't know why we're in the one bed and why none of us could find a bathroom, but here we are. <laughs> uh, thank you and join us next week for Split. Wait, it's not weird that we're all... Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 